by that loving uh, disciple John, John, John chapter 13. And uh, we've been talking all month long. It's all about love. And this is one we started uh, two Sundays ago and we didn't get a chance to continue. We've been breaking it down and even chewing it up in pieces at Bible study. And after tonight, we will get back to the book of Acts. Amen. And we know uh, Acts is important because Acts is what? What's A-C-T-S? A means what? Applying. C means what? Christ. T means what? S means service. Service. Right. Very good. And we will get back to that because this is our year of doing because doing does what? Makes the difference. Doing makes the difference. So we definitely want to make sure that we are attentive so we can hear all that the Lord will say regarding that. All right, everybody's got John chapter 13, verse 34 and verse 35. I'm reading from the New King James Version, and it says, A new commandment I give to you. Jesus is speaking to the disciples now that Judas has left, and he says to him, he says to the disciples uh, after he's departed that you would what? Love one another as I have loved you that you also love one another. Now, to make a statement as bold as that, you have got to know that your love covers all bases, that you are loving them uh, the way you should, because he says to love each other the way I've loved you. You know, uh, those of you who grew up in families where you weren't an only child, you would hear your mom or your dad say, I don't know why y'all acting like that. Y'all supposed to love one another, brothers and sisters fighting and all this other stuff. And Jesus simply says, Love each other like I loved you. You want to know how to love? Follow my example. Because we say Jesus is our living example. How to handle everything and everybody. So he tells them to love one another the way he does. And we know love means what? I'm loving you when I'm doing what's best for you. That's not always what you like. That's not always what's convenient. But it's always what's best. And I would encourage you to pray, Lord, help me to love people the way you do. Not like them, because we get that twisted. Well, I don't even like, you don't have to like, because like changes, but love, when it's sincere and it's real, it lasts. So you have to be willing to do what's best for somebody else. And you need to know what's best. Sometimes what's best, and I say this first, because people often shy away from this, sometimes what's best is to tell somebody, no. No, I'm doing what's best for you. And we are so grateful that God is that kind of God. He don't give us everything we ask for because he's doing what's best for us. Some of us, if we had a little more of something, uh, it'll be too much. Right. You know, a lot of people want more money. Well, God knows what you can handle and he will only give you what you can handle. And you can go out and get more, but that's on you. So he tells them to love one another as I have loved you. Why, Jesus? Why should we do this? And he answers it in verse 35. He says, by this. All will know that you are my disciples. You are followers of me. The world will know that you love me by the way you love one another. He says, if you have love one for another. And it's true. You cannot. You cannot. And I know we uh, don't often like to hear this or may not even agree with it. But you cannot love God and hate people. You can't because he created them. Uh, Bible even says, how are you going to love God who you can't see and hate people you do see? How is that possible? Uh, I think it was a wonderful statement. Uh, we were in brotherhood yesterday. Brother Jason uh, came in last and he sat down. And uh, I think uh, Deacon Boykin, I think, 
it was something to the fact we say, how you doing? He said, I'm vertical. And I said, okay, never heard that before. I'm right where I need to be. So I thought that was interesting. Um, because when you're walking with the Lord, you should always be vertical. You should always be focused. should always be about uplifting and looking up. And so Jesus tells him that after John leaves, because he wants us to know how to love. Now he goes even further. Let's go to Luke chapter 27. And I'm getting right to, because we only have one point to cover um, as, as it relates to this matter of love. Luke chapter 10, verse 27. I'm sorry. Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10, verse 27. Luke chapter 10, verse 27. Now, we've talked about this, you know, uh, Jesus is teaching. A lawyer gets up and says, teacher, how do I inherit eternal life? And Jesus says, what does the law say? He quotes what the law says. And then he answers the question while he's asking it in verse 27. So he answered and said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your what? With all your what? With all your what? All right. I'm going in order. So somebody keeps saying the same word. You shall love the Lord your God with all your what? And with all your, and with all your, and with all your, and your neighbor as yourself. Now, there's a reason he distinguishes each one of those. Heart, soul, strength, mind. Those are very key components because in that you'll see the totality of what love is like. If you really love somebody, you really love somebody, you all remember back in the day, uh, that's my heart. Remember people, y'all ever heard people say that? That's my heart. They meant they were that close. They were that in sync. That, that was your, if we could just shift over here, just try and keep everybody on this side. I, I guess my deacon being disobedient because it's his birthday. So he just, no, no, I'm messing. I'm messing. So he said, with all your heart, right? He says, with all your soul, all your strength and all your mind. Now, thus far, we've looked at the heart. We looked at the soul and the mind. Just by way of review, make sure everybody's on the same page because, I mean, I've got maybe five minutes to give you this last one and we're done. All your heart, that means he wants you to love him emotionally. Let the church say emotionally. emotionally. Now, um, you never should be guided by your emotions. You know, uh, um, thank you, Lord. One of my favorite female uh, groups, SWV, had a beautiful song. Use your heart and not your mind. Wrong. Because your heart will get you in a lot of trouble. You never heard that song? You ever heard? Yeah. Look it up. You go, yeah, you heard it. You just got to hear. So I can't sing. You know that. But they're saying, let your heart guide you, not your mind. How many of you know you get in a whole lot of trouble when you don't use your mind but your heart, but your emotion? You start saying you love people and you haven't even thought about that. Then after you get involved with him, you say, what did I get myself into? Because you let your heart lead you. When he says, when Jesus is talking about love the Lord your God with all your heart, he means emotionally. That means feeling me without touching me. If I'm loving you with my heart, you're feeling me without touching me. That's like somebody can say something, you say, ooh, ooh, ooh. Or you see a bad accident, you say, ooh, Lord, that hurt my heart. You felt it without being involved in it, without it physically touching you. He says, so love God with all your heart. All them, them emotions, that, that stuff you give out to everybody else. He says, give me all of that. Not that you get rid of it, but give me all. I want all that's in your heart. Watch this. Because if you give God all that's in your heart, your emotions, watch this. That means you're giving it to the person who knows how to handle it. See, and we've getting in the habit of giving all that to somebody else. And let me just segue and say this right here. 
I discovered this. You cannot. Nobody can make you happy. Nobody, brother Will, can make you happy. Your husband, your wife, your boyfriend, girlfriend can make you feel good. They can they can make you smile. They can make you laugh. They can make you cry. But can't nobody make you happy. That's a choice. You got to choose. You know, that's how some people can be happy regardless of the situation. Because that the Bible says this joy I have, the world didn't give it to me. See, happiness spills out of joy. I'm not talking about happiness because of what's happening, because everything that happened ain't going to make you happy. But if I got joy, then I'm happy. Right. So you've got to choose to be joyful. Jesus, uh, he said, give me all your heart, your emotion, that happiness and all that needs to stem from how you feel about me. You know, song rest, as long as I got Jesus, I don't need nobody else. Well, that's cute, but you do need other people. Long as you got Jesus, then you know how to handle everybody else. So he wants all of your heart. And uh, I would encourage you all to pray these four things. Lord, help me from this day forth to love you with all my heart. To give you all of my heart first before I give it to anybody else. And I love my kids, but to give you all. And I love my wife and I love my husband. I got it, but give him all of it. Because if your heart is right with him, it don't matter who don't receive your heart. Don't matter who abuse your heart, because do you know it hurts Jesus when you hurt? That the father hurts when you hurt because you're his child. He doesn't want to see you hurt. And let me apologize to all of you that have experienced church hurt. That was unfair. You should have never experienced, not from church folk. This should be your safety net. This should be your refuge. This should be your place of comfort, your place of love and joy. Now, the challenges we often miss in terms of the heart and emotions, we come to church and we go to two extremes. We expect everybody to be loving and kind. Come on. Why do, why do you think we say stuff like this? And hey, you go to church. <laughs> but we accept people if they're not like that other places. Oh, she just got a bad attitude at Windows. That's why I don't like coming to this Windows way. Because you don't go to Windows for people to embrace you and make you feel good. But when you come to church, oh boy, I done stepped into something. Jesus is on the mountain of transfiguration with uh, Peter, James, and John. Jesus comes down, the man there with his son, and the man trying to get his son healed, and the church couldn't do it. Jesus says, uh, and I'm a uh, paraphrase, Jesus says, hey, 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 what's going on? Hold on, why y'all on my people like that? And the man says, out of all those people and all that commotion, he said, I've taken my son to your disciples, and they couldn't heal him. They couldn't do what they should have had the ability to do, but yet they're fussing over why they couldn't do it. We waste too much time, and Jesus wants us to love him with all our hearts so we can see beyond this other stuff. Everybody that comes in ain't going to be happy and loving. Should be, but you don't know what folk deal with prior to coming here. So we've got to love them. And I mean, in genuinely, if you ask somebody how you doing, then be prepared to hear them tell you the truth. Because we really don't mean that. Let's be honest, D. When we say, man, how you doing? You really expect them to say, oh, I'm all right. What happens if they say, man, I'm about to kill somebody. Man, I'm so mad in this place. You ain't going to know how to handle that because you have a certain expectation. All right. So he says, love me with all of your heart. I want, all, I want you to feel me without having to touch me. I want, I want our connection to be so strong that when you're driving, you're crying and ain't nothing wrong. 
You smiling and ain't nobody me because you you you, you got a connection with me. And let me be honest with you all. That only comes from you spending time with him. He can't have your heart if you don't spend time with him. You, you don't know his heart if you don't spend time. And I'm talking about beyond church. I'm talking about personal time. When when you were first in love with somebody, you wanted time alone with them. Come on, you question. Why you always got your friends around? Why you always got? Because you want that alone time. And we should crave that more from God than anybody else. And I told you this before. And it's happened to me uh, um, as of late that you can get so in tune with God that he'll make you feel like you his only child. Now he's got billions of children. But you once you become connected with him and so intimate where you're not watching the clock, you're not planning what you're going to say, you just tell him. He can handle it. So he wants you to love him with all your heart. That's your emotions. You with me? Then he says, with all your soul, that's what? Spiritually. Now, you all should have this. That's spiritually. Love him with all your soul. That's spiritually. That's feeling him on the deepest level possible. You remember back in the day, people say, ooh, that's deep. Ooh, he heavy. Ooh, he deep. You really felt that that really went down in you. You really like, wow. He says, I want you to love me with the depthness of your soul. That I want that God connected. The only thing that's going to heaven, love me with that. Love me with that. Because when you get to heaven, that's all it's going to be. Ain't no crying in heaven. Ain't no feeling sorry in heaven. Ain't no pain. You ain't frustrated. You ain't angry. You praising God all day long. That's why I tell people, stop saying he's looking. My grandma looking down from heaven or grandpa looking down from heaven or Oh, grandma rolling over in the grave. What's she doing in the grave? She turning over in her grave and she knew all the stuff. No. And I say that and I know some of you have heard me say that before, but I need you to get this ingrained in your spirit. You are in heaven. Everything is perfect there. Even more so now because Lucifer is no longer there. And he was the number one angel till he got beside himself. And that had to happen because somebody said, well, why would God create somebody that had to happen? Because God wanted to put us in a position where we will love him freely, not forcefully. Woo, woo. And I can't tell if you love me freely until you're put in a position where something competes for it. Right, right. Oh, I love you with all my heart. Well, wait, you ain't had nothing to compare to. Adam, look, Adam couldn't say that about Eve. The only reason Adam could feel the way he felt about Eve because there was nobody else. Adam couldn't cheat on Eve with who? Eve wouldn't think about no other man. So I'm saying everything was perfect, and I'm telling you all, heaven is like that. The Bible depicts that. The Garden of Eden before sin, heaven is like that. Adam just walking and talking to God. Hey, God, what's up, Adam? How you doing? Man, I'm cool. Everything lovely. Oh, I like the way you got that. Thank you, God. Sin comes and changes all of that. That's why stuff like Parkland, Florida happens. Don't get it twisted. Sin is the result of all of that. I don't know if you all been following the story, and I'm saying that because I want you to know the depthness of the soul. The parents that took this boy in after his mama died, they had no clue this kid was like this. Had no clue he got guns and no clue. And I say this again to you all as a parent. If you parent, if you run your house, you need to know everything going on in there. When I'm growing up, my mama said, hey, 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 I ain't no closed doors here unless you change your clothes. Then I'm coming in after. And if I feel like it, I'll come in there while you're in there. 
Boy, you ain't got nothing I want to see no way. Oh, where my old school people? She knew what was going on. Why you think when the police or people come to your house and they say, oh, your son, oh, not my son. Julia, Julia, because she knew. She knew what was going on. And so we've got to get to the point, watch this, where God knows us and he does know us. But when we free to tell him everything, you don't have. Listen, don't look for words. And I tell you all this because I hear you all pray. Don't look for words to say. Say what's in your heart. Focus on what you're praying about and tell him that. If we're praying in the circle, then we need to pray about what's happening in the circle. If you're praying over your food, pray over the food. Not the people in the hospital. Not take care of those in Africa. And if you're praying one-on-one with a person, then that's you and that person. And your prayer for anybody should always be positive. Lord, help him to stop sinning because he needs to stop. No, that ain't your place. That's the Holy Spirit's job to convict. Your job is to promote and encourage change. Bless my brother that he gets what he's looking for. Bless my sister that she learns how to take care of her body. Positive encouragement. He says, when you love me with all your soul, you ain't holding nothing back. I know the deepest parts of you. Can I tell you something? God can keep a secret. He can keep a secret. So that ought to free you up to tell him whatever you're feeling about, whoever you're feeling about. And he can handle it. You don't like somebody, tell him. Lord, I don't like Sheila. I can't stand her, but help me because that ain't the right attitude. That's open and honest prayer. When you do that, you connecting. Those are kind of prayers that go beyond the ceiling. Open and honest. So he says, I want, I want all of that. That deepest part of you, give me your soul. Love me with all your soul. But then he goes on to say, with all your mind. Now, if the heart is emotionally, the soul is spiritually, then the mind is psychologically. What is mind? Mind is feeling me by feeding my mind. Love me because I feed your mind. Because if you feed my mind, then everything else is easy. Think about it. Somebody got your mind. You, and all I can go is the old school. I don't know this new school stuff, but old school when say, girl, he got your mind. You remember people saying stuff like that? Boy, that girl got your mind. That's all you think about. That's all you talk about. You think about him and you smile, or you think about him and get mad, depending on your thought of that person, because they ain't your mind. They're, you were feeling them because of what they feed your mind. He says, I want you to love me with all your heart. I want all those emotions. Love me with all your soul. Love me with all your mind. Now watch, I want you to stay, and I'm purposely backtracking because the connection is going to blow you away. He says, now, love each other as I have loved you. Now he says, this is how you love me because I displayed for you how to love one another. Love me with all your heart. Give me your emotions. Love me with all your soul, that deep part of you. Love me with all your mind, feeling me by feeding the mind. And then the one we skipped because I wanted to get to last, the last one, and that's this one. Love me with all your strength. Watch the progression. Watch the progression. He says, love me with all your strength. That's physically. Watch it. Watch it. Those of you in relationships or dating with a purpose, that should cover everybody. You either dating or you married, or you got somebody you like, your eye on, and you praying, or whatever you're doing, 
about that other person. Strength, loving with all your strength, that is the last of all of it. Loving with all your strength is physically. That's feeling me, watch this, that's feeling me as an outward expression of all that has already transpired. Yeah, yeah, got it. Loving me with all your strength, that's the physical part of you. Now we get physical after the heart has been activated, after the soul has been activated, after the mind has been activated. Now we can get physical. We can't get physical until we've got the heart, until we've got the soul, until we've got the mind. Because now, watch this. If you follow those three steps, looks is not at the top of the list no more. Because that's really what gets us in trouble. We first go after what we see. We don't know nothing about him, but we see. And because, because I told you before, the devil deals in optics. He likes to show us stuff because he thinks all we are is just emotions. If I can tap into them emotions, I got them. Do something, make them mad. Now, nah, I know she's going to be mad with him and he's going to be mad with her and that's going to tickle down. Mm, it's a domino effect. Why do you think when people mad, they want to make you mad? You ever notice that? I'm mad. Don't talk to me. Well, what I did, don't worry about it. Now, nah, you done got upset because they're mad with you and you didn't do nothing. That's how the devil plays. He uses the domino. Hit this, hit this, hit this, hit this, and everything falling. And you've got to be mature enough in your spiritual walk to say, wait, hold up. I'm not having a good day today. No, I don't mean any harm against you. Just I need about a good 30, 40 minutes, maybe an hour, whatever you need realistically, because you can't say give me a week. <laughs> you know some people do that. Look, don't bug me. I, I, I need about a week or so to get myself. You need all that. Something wrong. Amen, somebody. Especially if you're in a relationship, you don't know. No, we got to have an exchange. We've got to talk. So the heart, the mind, the spirit, then we can get to the strength. Because you can't get physical until you know those things. He says, then with all your strength, he said, you ready to you, you ready to make a physical connection after we may see. And that's why. And Lady Clark says this in the tour. You've got to know people. You got to get to get get a, let, let, before we hook up. Let's 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 get a what do you call it? Let's collect some data. Oh, she said that straight to collect some data. <laughs> collect some data. Collect some data. Not just collect some data. Collect some data. Yeah. Because it's that serious. See, watch this. Because when you're collecting data, come on, those in the computers, you're collecting data. Now you can make a decision. No, I don't. I don't. And you can make an informed decision, brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, if you're emotional about it. Because then you start making excuses. Well, he do make me feel good. Well, she is nice. My mama like her. That's your emotions. So what happens if your mama like her and you and her fall out? And your mama said, well, son, you know it really. No, mama, don't take up for her. I'm your child. Wait a minute. That's why you don't get other people involved. And I'm telling those who are not married, keep everybody, those who are married, keep folk out your business. You know that. If you're not married, make sure that be one of your practice. If you're seriously seeking somebody to spend your life with, keep other folk out your business. 
It's almost like the Vegas commercial. What happens in this marriage stays in this marriage. Amen. So he says, love me with all your strength. Physically, feeling me as an outward expression of all that has transpired. Now, let's, let's, let's think about it. Let's think about it. If you collect the data and you know where the person's heart is, you collect the data and they, they all walking with the Lord. They all growing in a relationship. They all understanding that they are spiritual. You collecting data and they're feeding your mind because that, <laughs> that means their conversation ain't weak. That means they got stuff to talk about other than social media. That means they ain't talking about the Super Bowl, who getting contracts, who getting cut. They're talking about goals and plans and dreams and where they want to be. See, and, and you got to kind of get that information. Those of you who are married, maybe you, you need to pray and sometimes have that kind, that kind of heart-to-heart with your significant other. You know what? Let's turn off the TV and all that. Let's just sit down and talk. Let's get a glass of wine. We sit at the table. Let's talk. Because we never really got like this before. And uh, uh, Bishop has been talking about this love thing. And it's more than emotion. I really want to know where we are. So if we're not on the same page, we can get on the same page. Because it's, too, it's not too late. See, because when you know better, you should do better. And let me apologize. Because some of you are holding other people hostage and they don't know better. Some people don't know how to love. No, they don't. Some people don't know how to be affectionate. Some people don't know how to apologize. But once you learn, now you ain't got no excuse. And you've got to be willing to, to uh, introduce that to them, to get to know them on that level. So the conversation goes, hey, where do you see us in three years from now? Oh, girl, I ain't thinking that Well, you need to start. How many of you can honestly, as you get older, don't that time move? Don't that time move? Come on, how many of you, you go to Facebook and you look back when, you know, uh, people you went to high school, you say, ooh, Lord. You ever saw a picture of you back in the day, you saw the clothes you had on, you said, Lord, what was that? And then, oh, that was the style. I was working that out. But you, I bet you won't wear that now. Work it now. I dare you to work them bell bottoms now. Work them clogs, them all, you know, all that stuff. Work, work all that now. Go ahead, work it. Let me see. Because times change. People change. But God is the same. Same thing he wanted from them back in biblical days he wants from us. He says, all your heart, all, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength. Now watch this. Uh, re- repeat after me. Love, Love. Is, all the time. is all the time. Whether they make me mad Work my nerves, aggravate me, or irritate me. Love does not change. I'll let that marinate. Because see, all that other stuff you feel is feelings. That's going to come and go. And guess what? If you sitting there right now and you say, well, I don't work nobody nerves," Trust me. They may not have never told you. I know I ain't aggravating. That's because they just never told you. But there's some people that ain't married to you or not dating you, and your friend will tell you. I mean, a real friend. Girl, you know, sometimes you work my nerves. You my girl and all, but let us just... Doc, we cool, but man, you can, oh, you can be so irritating, man. Just you need to check that. Now, you've got to respect that because that's honesty. 
You'd rather somebody care about you tell you that than somebody don't care nothing about you because it ain't going to come out the same way. You a blankety, 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 blank. And I don't care if it, we don't blank no more. Because I don't blank with you like that. Come on. Come on, you see? Now, you know why you're looking like that? Because you filled in all them blanks. Watch now. Love is all the time. Now, here's something we never thought about. 7.33, great time. Do you know the disciples, as well as the multitude, they worked Jesus' nerve, they made him angry? Do you know that they made him mad? The disciples, they made him mad. Look, this is what I had to do, Deacon Lee. I had to do this. I said, okay, let me, let me search and see how many times Jesus had to get on. Just, just the disciples. Five times, Jesus says, five times, Jesus says the same statement to the disciples. To the disciples, not the multitude now. Oh, ye of little faith. Wait, that ain't, oh, ye of little faith. It's almost like, man, y'all still don't believe? Look, look at the verb. Oh, oh. It's not a discovery. It's like, oh, I, I just, what? Really? It's like, I can't do this with y'all. Come on, I, I, come on. And it was always after he, he has already showed him something. Okay, let's look at it. Let's look at it. Let's, let's, let's look at it because Jesus is our living example how to handle everything. Because Brother Jason, even after he's bothered because it's humanity, he's God in the flesh, even after he's bothered, he still does not let that change his love toward them. Okay, somebody get Mark chapter 6, verse 30. Now, everybody going to turn to a different page. Somebody Mark 6 and 30. Somebody, uh, I mean, Matthew chapter 6, verse 30. Matthew chapter 8, verse 26. Matthew chapter 16, verse 8. Matthew chapter 14. Want me to slow down? All right. Here's the first one. Matthew chapter 6, verse 30. Somebody find that. When you find it, raise your hand so we won't have people look for the same thing. Okay, keep your hand up. Matthew chapter 8, verse 26. All right, y'all got to decide which one of y'all going to take it. Matthew 16 and 8. All right, Lola, then you get 16 and 8. All right. All right, uh, uh, Sister Boykin, Luke 12, 27 through 28. Somebody else? I need a hand. I need a hand for the next one. All right. Sister, let's go Matthew 14, 30 through 31. All right. Somebody got Matthew 6 and 30. Somebody has Matthew 8 and 26. Somebody has Matthew 16 and 8. Somebody has Luke 12, 27 through 28. Somebody has Matthew 14, 30 through 31. You got it? Now, here's the test I'm going to give you. If all you got to do is pay attention. In all of these verses, there's two things is going to show the disciples are lacking faith in. And I promise you on everything I love, it's the two things each and every one of us at some point in our lives has doubted God about. That's good, ain't it? Thank you, Bishop. You're welcome. All right. I studied this. I had to work on it. Okay. All right. Now, I want everybody who's not reading to listen because the test is I want you to be listening for, for what is that thing that the disciples are showing a lack of faith in. You ready? All right. All right, loud and proud, read Matthew 6 and verse 30. 
You got it? You heard it? Everybody understood it. Because when I asked the question, I don't want no, oh, could he read it again? Everybody heard that. All right, next verse. Some good stuff here, dude. This some good stuff here. Matthew 16 and 8. Right? Luke 12, 27, 28. Right, y'all with me so far? Everybody heard everything? Here's the last one. Matthew chapter 14, verse 30 through 31. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, you can't blab it out. You're going to mess it up for everybody. Raise your hand if you think you know the two things. Now, the two things are not in each one of those verses, but those two things are in uh, at, at least one of those verses. All right. You follow me Two just two thoughts shows as a result of what Jesus corrects them about where they're lacking faith. Anybody want to take a chance at it? Raise your hand. The two things. All right. All right. All right. But give me the two things. I got it. They didn't. But what didn't they have faith in? I want you all. I wanted you to listen for the episodes. And he was correcting them about only two types of things that happened in either one of those. Each one of those episodes. One was in one. One was in another. Some of them repeated two things. I want to make sure I'm clear. Two things that they were doubting him about. All right. Deacon Damon? No, not what he said, but yeah, their old little faith was because they doubt what he said. Yes, ma'am. That they would be all right? Give me another word for be all right. That, that, give me another word for that. Give me another. It starts with a P. Don't worry, he's going to provide. All right. So you're right. You just didn't have the word. You're right. Provide. What's the other thing? Provide because he said, listen to what he says. Oh, you have little faith. Look at the lilies. He's talking about provision. All right. What's the other thing? It's a storm. Now I got to give you because y'all <laughs> digging too deep. Huh? The storm. So he says, oh, you little faith. So what are they doubting in the storm? We got provision, but they're doubting his what now? Protection. You get it? You understand? He's talking about food. They're doubting he's going to provide. Come on, be honest. How many times have you doubted God was going to provide? So you're going to work more hours, work harder, miss this and miss that because you feel you got to do it. You're doubting the fact that it was him who gave you the strength to do it. So if he gives the strength to do it, he will give you what you need to do it. Provision, but then protection. He says we go into the other side and one time he gets with him. One time he's not with him. But the same thing is stated. You're going to the other side. 
Just because a storm comes does not mean he's not going to protect you. And I'm talking to somebody today. Let me calm down because I'm getting excited. You feel that God ain't going to do what he said he's going to do because you seeing stuff whoo, you never saw before. They ain't never saw no storm like that. But he told them before they went out, let us go to the other side. He never tells you what's going to happen in the middle because it don't matter. And somebody here is in the middle. You don't know what's going on. But God said, I will provide. You will make it to the other side. Why are you doubting? Let me say to you what he said to them. Oh, ye of little faith. Now watch him. When they doubted him, Pastor Hall, when they doubted that he would provide, that he would protect, when they were fearful on the boat, watch what he does. He gets up out of sleep, takes care of the problem, checks them, and they still make it to the other side. Even when you doubt me, I'm going to show you why you shouldn't. And I'm talking to somebody and God has shown you over and over and over again that he got you. And you still doubt. Well, Lord, I ain't never had this kind of problem. Great. Because now you're going to see me work in this kind of problem. Well, Lord, I ain't never been this scared. Great. Because now you're going to get courage that you never had before. I've got to test you on different levels. I'm sending, allowing stuff to come to build you up, not tear you down. You get torn down because you're looking at the obstacle, not the object. I've got to let it. Oh, God. I've got to let it get hard. It's got to be rough because it's going to be greater on the other side. Don't stop in the middle. Come on, keep rolling. Didn't I tell you you was going to make it? That's why I tell you all, when God does something, you can't afford to close your mouth. You ought to say, Bishop, I got to testify. I got to tell you. And we will make time for that because other people need to hear what God has done for you. Don't you sit on that. God's been too good to you. You may not have everything you want, but you got what you need. You got strength in your body. You in your right mind. You know where you are and who you are. You got enough to work with. And I'm telling you what I know. You may run low, but you ain't going to never run out. Not as God's child. Not if you trust him. Yeah, it's low. Yeah, things are tight. Yes, it looks bad, but you ain't going to run out because he's a provider. Has he not provided before? Has he not protected you before? Has he not delivered you from stuff before? So if he did it before, he can do it again. Oh, ye of little faith. How are you going to doubt me now? How are you going to doubt me now? You in a situation you've never been in before. That's great. Because now you're going to see me like you never saw me before. And is that, that ought to be your heart's desire to know him better. And the only way you know somebody better, watch this. If you spend time with them when they're in the trenches, when they're on a mountain, when they're in the valley, then you can say stuff we say about family members. Oh, don't fool with her because she don't do this. How do you know that? You've seen her not do this. Same thing ought to go for God. Oh, you ought to trust him because he did this before. Oh, I know he's a way maker. He did it for me. Come on, get your faith together. 
But I'm afraid. Move anyway. Move into fear. Don't you let fear paralyze your faith. Move even while you're afraid. Keep talking faith. Lord, I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm trusting. Lord, I don't know what's going to be over there, but I'm going to keep walking. Don't you let the devil win, have the victory? Because he's showing you something you've never seen. Then you got to believe like you've never believed before. God never, hear me good, people of God. God never brings you to nothing he can't bring you through. And he ain't going to tell you in advance. Because then it ain't faith. Faith is believing without seeing. Yes, you will survive. Yes, your money will get right. Yes, your health will get better. Do what he tell you to do. Why is taking so long? Well, because you've been hard-headed for so long. But even when you mess up, he'll help you up. Every time they messed up, he helped. Peter, come on, Peter denied him, cussed at the girl. And when Jesus rose, he said, go get my disciples and Peter. He loves you just that much. And um, Pastor Hall and uh, preachers and ministers, Lady Clark, listen, one of the hardest things I find as being a pastor is to get people to understand that God loves you just the way you are. You don't have to change for him. Just love him back. I'm at the gym today, and uh, um, those who saw my picture, I took a picture with these two little boys, and they pretty big, and the mom was ripping in on one of them, just ripping him. You had to lose weight, and you this, and you that, and I understand. And I mean, the boy's maybe 14 at the oldest, and I mean real heavy, right? And um, I asked him, I said, can I, excuse me, could I? I go ahead, I don't know what he's going to do, and I talk to him. And I tell him, little boy don't even know me. If you saw my Facebook post, he's a, of a, another ethnic background. And I said, man, do you really want to do this? Yeah, you cry. I said, don't ever forget this. You are important. You are important. You are alive. And you change it. It takes time. Pastor Hall, the boy starts to boo-boo and cry, cry, cry. Now that happened some weeks ago. Today, and this, this brought about the picture. Today, um, Damon, the little boy, sees me and he says, uh, uh, every time the door opens at the gym, he look at me. You see, that's me. He doesn't say anything to me. And so as I'm going up there, I see his, his mom and she's sitting in the car. I said, uh, could I pray for you? She said, oh, yeah, please. So I prayed for her and then she said, let me show you this, let me show you this. So the words I told him, she took a picture of it. I mean, she wrote them down. And put him on a plaque and hung him in his bedroom. And she showed me the picture of the plaque. And it says, you are alive. You are important. You are changing. Now, let me tell you, I had no clue. But I was willing to step out of my comfort zone. Because that little boy needed to hear that. And don't you hold back. Because each and every one of you has got something somebody else needs. Don't you let nobody downplay your gift. You can reach people I will never even meet. So let God use you where you are in your sphere of influence because there's always somebody that needs what you got. And I, there, ask take a picture. I'll take no picture. All right. And if you see the picture, they're smiling. Right? 
And so my point is, it's always about, listen, you can make it through whatever you go through when you know who got you. Come on, you've proven that with other people. Well, I don't worry about it. My cousin said he's going to take care of that. I'm good. When my cousin get here, well, God got you. And he always there. He knows everything you go through. Jesus cares about your everyday struggle. You're never left with a friend without a friend. So when you go through, just keep looking up. Say, Lord, I know you got me. And I'm living low. Sometimes I'm down, but I know you got me. Just help me to go a little bit further. <clears throat> Hold on a little longer. Pray a little more. Believe a little more. And before you know it, every day, it's a process. You all, you can't, you, you will not be successful without sacrifice. And you got to make that time. You got to make, not find, make time for God. Every day. Don't you let a day go by without you spending time with him. Because he loves you. Who loves you more than God? I'll wait. Oh, surely your husband or your wife does. No, come on, really? I know your kids do. You get my point? Now, if they can't love you more than God, sure you ain't looking for nobody else to do it. But when you love God, when you genuinely love him with your heart, with your soul, with your mind, with your strength, do you know if I'm right with him, I'm going to be all right with you. You know why I'm going to be all right with you? Because I'm all right with him. Watch this. Because I'm all right with him and he loves me the way I need to be loved. I got to demonstrate that to you. Because people that are loved and really know it, they ain't looking for it. They're looking to share it, but they ain't looking to get it. If you give it to me, great. You ever met people like that? Oh, we call them arrogant. Oh, no, we say they conceited. Oh, they think they're all that. Well, what should they think? Why shouldn't they think they all that? You should think you all of that. And a bag of chips. Barbecue or plain. You should think that of yourself. Shame on you if you don't think that much of you. And you ought to want people to feel that way. Because when people know you care, they don't care how much you know. You ever met people that was comfortable with you and they just started talking. And you said, child, she told me all her business. Because they... There you made them feel that way. And that's a wonderful thing. So start praying, Lord, give me that door of opportunity so I can tell them about you. Let me just introduce you. Because if you present him right, you're irresistible. Any questions as we close? Any questions? Comments? All right.